la la. We're back. Welcome back to Room <laughs> We've been watching too much TV. Too much Seinfeld, specifically. Specifically, yes. Which has taken the place of, you know how like The Office was on like 37 times a day now? Now it's Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. So hello, Mixing it up for us. everybody. Welcome back to Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are recording this in late, 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 late 2021. It's almost 2022, Jessica. It is. Just uh, days away. Christmas has come and gone. Yes. As we've recorded and this. We recovered. And somebody's probably listening somebody's probably listening to this in twenty twenty four in March and they're like they have no context of what we're talking about. No. no. COVID has uh we are currently living on Mars in twenty twenty four because COVID has started killing the plants as well. Oh yeah, probably. But uh how was your Christmas? My Christmas was good. Did you get anything it was, good? It was a very long Christmas. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Yeah, lots of good stuff. Yeah. My husband Your buys husband, me husband all kinds of, of good stuff. Does he take care of you? Yes. I hear he's a public school teacher, so you know he's loaded. Loaded. You know he's got cash on cash and a Scrooge McDuck vault. Yes. On the property. Yes. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's there. Uh, my wife is going to be taking me uh, to see my first ever NBA game. Yeah. In March. So I'm go excited Bulls. about that. We're going to go up to Chicago and see Catherine. Yes. Uh, Bulls were probably get pizza. The, the Bulls were kind of. For us growing up, like our age group was kind of like everybody's team growing up, just because yeah. of Michael everybody Jordan. Everybody loved the Bulls, uh, and the fact that we didn't have a team here in, in St. Louis since like the fifties, so we really had no I don't no have connection any concept there. of a team here at all. But it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited about it. Get to see Catherine, get some deep dish pizza, and and see the Bulls. And we're staying at some fancy. It's not really a fancy hotel. It just has a fancy name. Yeah. So Justin and I are are not very fancy people no we're kind of like we're more we're mo- more the motel crowd than the hotel crowd i prefer it when i travel with the dogs because it's I got like the exterior the, door the exterior door <laughs> i want to be able to just walk out with them let them pee and then walk right back in i don't mm-hmm. have to go down the hall she lets me out the... to pee and then, <laughs> and then she lets me back in i said when i travel with the dogs which <laughs> is what i travel with mostly is the dogs she's like i was like okay but this is the last time you're going out for bedtime. <laughs> okay. I do say that to them. Uh, and we got a lot of stuff going on. You got me some college basketball tickets. I got you Hamilton tickets. Hamilton! When they come to St. Louis in April. So we're going to be... Uh, 2022's looking up already. Well, you know, I'm glad we're doing that because we have a lot of stuff. Who knows if COVID will sh- shut everything down by then and our <sighs> Christmas plans will be ruined. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Every everything that we plan for each other for Christmas will be ruined. Ugh. But we'll still have our puppies and we'll still have we'll probably still be going with Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Maybe. Was the book that doesn't end. It just goes on and on, my friend. Yeah, you can't start singing that now because the books only Some get bigger. Some people started reading it not knowing how long it was, and they'll continue reading it forever just because. It's not the longest book, though, babe. I know. I, I see them on the, on the shelf, and the first one's like, oh, that's doable. Okay. Okay. The first two are tiny. First two are tiny books. I think the the reason why this one has seemed longer than it really is, it's just, we talked about it. A lot of the stuff is a little drug out uh-huh. when it doesn't need to be. Well, and we've got, like, different things going on. Like, we've got, we had the whole thing in the beginning with the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And now we're at school, but we have to do these three different tournaments. Yeah, they want the three tasks to last the whole school year so yeah we are kind of having to and we got like all these side quests stretch like, it out yeah, like Rita's theater and <laughs> like i saw a shirt the other day that said i'm not procrastinating i'm doing side quests yes and that reminds me a lot of this book so let's get into before we get into chapter 28 let's talk about chapter 27 which we talked about last time padfoot returns uh harry is getting even more attention at around school after the second task is done Ron is also spinning tales of whimsy regarding his involvement, or lack thereof, in the second task. Uh, Harry gets a reply from Sirius saying that he wants to meet up. Rita Skeeter writes an article in Witch Weekly that paints Hermione in a bad light, saying that Hermione is in a love triangle with Harry and Victor Crumb. We still don't know how Rita Skeeter is getting her scoops when she's not allowed to be on school grounds. Harry, Ron, and Hermione meet up with Sirius in doggy form. 
who is looking a big bit ragged. The four of them share intel on what has been happening in and out of Hogwarts, particularly the missing Mr. Crouch, and a bit about Mr. Crouch's family background, including a son that was put away in Azkaban prison. Nice summary, Daniel. Thank you. As I drop back into my seat. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica did a uh, did a brief interlude there. To, uh, you had everything under control. What were you doing? Something with the dog? Covering them up. It's cold. <laughs> it is cold. It's 37 degrees currently outside. Uh, the dog's... For our African hounds, that's like zero yeah, for them. Yeah, they're not happy. And our, it's for, raining. For our African hounds and Jennifer in California, <laughs> 37 degrees might as well be Siberia. Basically. <laughs> it's so cold, guys. And she's like, it's like 68 outside. She's got a sweater, two sweaters <laughs> on. Uh, chapter 28, we're going to talk about today, the madness of Mr. Crouch. Harry, Ron, and Hermione sent an owl to Percy, a.k.a. Weatherby, which still is hilarious to me. <laughs> Even more so in this chapter. Yes. Uh, the, the Percy Weatherby thing will never not be funny. But they sent an owl to Percy to see if he has any inside information on where Mr. Crouch has been. And the trio head down to the kitchen to deliver Dobby his socks, his gift, of course, and to thank Dobby for the gillyweed that helped Harry in task two. And while in the kitchen, Jessica, we find Mr. Crouch's former house elf, Winky, still in the midst of a deep, dark depression and apparently intoxicated on butterbeer? Yes. So. Yeah, I. You know what I'm going to. You know where I'm going with this. No. I mean. I think you do. Maybe Uh, I do. uh, Dobby says butterbeer has a stronger effect on elves than humans, but. I wasn't aware that it had any kind of yeah. alcoholic or hallucinogenic effects at all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I mean, I know it's called butter beer, but root beer's root beer, and right. it's not beer. Um, yeah, I'm a little confused by this. Although in the play, the Off Broadway play Puffs, right? They do get intoxicated on right. butter beer. You know, what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we I, should get the Slytherins a piece of our mind. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Jennifer when we went on that San Diego. And she punched uh, you? On that San Francisco trip. <laughs> punched me several times. Well, you were being mean to me. I'm still considering filing assault charges. I don't think it'd hold. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll talk. I'll talk to a lawyer about it. <laughs> Your dad? No, a good lawyer. <laughs> so, the butterbeer. Yeah, I just never really thought about it either as really being intoxicating. I mean, I thought about it because when when I first heard you talking about Butterbeer years ago, before I had really gotten into Harry Potter at all, I thought that maybe this was like their version of an alcoholic beverage, but from the way it's marketed to the way like it's sold at Universal Studios to the way it's like just... 11 year old kids are drinking it I wouldn't think that it would have any kind of alcoholic properties I didn't know uh, yeah I didn't really think so either I took it as more of like a root beer thing right which makes more sense do they have root beer over there I mean I know they like the kids drink younger over there but not Mm -hmm. 11 so what about pumpkin juice does pumpkin juice have any kind of I don't think so she sells that on the trolley doesn't she I think so I thought thought they sold butterbeer too but I could be wrong you're like, you, no, that's alcoholic. No. <laughs> no, they can't do that. No, that, and it wasn't 11 because they have to be able to go to Hogsmeade to get it. Like, they don't have it at school. Uh, you so, have to go off campus to get the butterbeer. So, I guess my next question here, I'm having like a personal... Um, moral of, dilemma? Yeah, moral dilemma, kind of a quandary here. Is this podcast promoting alcoholic beverages? Because I've been telling everybody that this is very family friendly been telling all my teacher friends you can listen to it with your with your students are do we need to change rethink our whole marketing strategy here what what is going on um or is this just like a thing like dogs shouldn't eat grapes (laughs) like elves shouldn't drink butterbeer for everybody else it's nor- normal. Maybe it's just like the high sugar content. Maybe. 
I don't know. No, I mean, the way Harry says it is not very strong. Makes me think that there is something in it. But maybe it's like when your dad... There we go. Maybe it's like when your dad barbecues and puts beer in the barbecue sauce. You mm-hmm. still let the kids eat it. Mm-hmm. But there's beer in the barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. But the, the high heat has like neutralized the alcohol. Yeah. Burned off the alcohol in it. So maybe there are some things where like it's in there, but it's not really con- con- enough to be considered alcohol. I'm sure Kelly is going to, as she's listening to this, is going to be texting me, You don't know about butterbeer. This is how it's prepared. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> It's fermented over many years. And many years. I, I don't have butterbeer. I just think of butterbeer when we went to Universal Studios and bought the butterbeer. Yeah, like get- butter, butterscotch, like like, yeah. bu- like butterscotch root beer Yeah, is like what I had kind of associated it with. And I've made, uh, I made and you delicious frozen, frozen stuff butter is beer fantastic. before. I don't even remember how I made it. I haven't made it in so long. You got... Cream soda. Vanilla bean ice cream. Cream soda. Cream soda. And froze it into ice cubes. Uh, blended it up. Butterscotch. Topping. Mm-hmm. Whipped cream. Um, a, t- a t- tiny bit of vanilla, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. I don't even remember mm-hmm. how I did it, but it was magic. Uh, not that I could taste it anymore anyway. Thanks, COVID. Ooh. Uh, it, on a lighter note, it was a bit... It was a bit tough for me to read a couple parts of this chapter. Not because I like got the feels or anything like that. <laughs> it's just because like physically it was difficult to read. First of all, you just said got the feels <laughs> like a book person. Yeah. Get, get, get your, sometimes a book hits you right in the bread basket, Jess. Uh-huh. You know, like a good song does. Like, love lifts us up where we belong. What does that do to you? No. Kind of, kind of makes you think about things, doesn't it? No. Well, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, if it made you think about things, let me know. Boomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. But there was a couple parts in this chapter. One of them was when Hagrid's accent really starts kicking in at the end of the chapter. <laughs> like at the end of the chapter, when he gets mad, he gets really hard to understand. Like two becomes tur. It's almost, it's almost like a like a Nelly song. <laughs> then you should be great at understanding it. Just like I can Nerd decipher her. Jennifer text messages. That's true. Experience. Well, so that was kind of hard to read, but Winky hiccuping after every word or two. I'm sorry, what? Hiccoughing? Hiccoughing. As your book said? Yes. My book said hiccoughing. I put hiccuping in my notes, but your book said hiccoughing. Maybe hiccoughing... Is the way you spell hiccuping. I don't, is it pronounced hiccuping, but sp- spelled like cough? I have no idea. I didn't research it. I just looked in your book to see if you had the same word, and you did not. But when she's talking, she's yip, yip. It's the yip. It's not a cough. So I thought, well, yeah. maybe it was like, like a... a hic. Hic. Yeah. I think mine is hic. Hic? H-I-C. Oh, I think mine is yip. Hmm. Mine might be yip, too. I'm not sure. I mean, I could look, but it looks like way over there. I think it's like two inches out of your grass. You'd have to lean. Uh, I just can't make it just. Okay. <laughs> I tried. But I, I just started skipping the hiccups, and it helped my fluency quite a bit. Like, whenever I got to, like, a yick or a hick or whatever, I just kept, I just, just skipped just it, kept reading. Didn't exist. It's kind of like the strategy we tell the kids. If you come to a word you don't know, there's a lot of things you can do to... You can either, like, break that word up to attack it. You can look at the beginning sounds, the ending sounds. Or you can just skip it and use, like, context clues to, like, figure it out. Because a lot of words that are that are tough to read, a lot of times it doesn't change the meaning of the sentence if you just skip it. And sometimes if you... For somebody who's learning to read or who's struggling to read, if they spend too much time breaking down that one word, then they've forgotten everything that they've read before that. Mm-hmm. And they kind of lose the meaning, which is being able to comprehend what you read is is more important than being able to call out the words that you read. I always get the kids, like, names. They get hung up on names. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You can replace that name. It's just a name. Mm-hmm. You can replace it with anything. You can make something up. You know, Mr. 
Rodriguez isn't going to know that you mispronounced yeah, his name. R. He's not a real person. Yeah, Mr. R. Mr. R, mm-hmm. Mr. Rod, whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know. Just just throw something in there and keep moving. And that, that's a, and that's actually a good strategy. And that's, you know, a lot of struggling readers, maybe were never taught that strategy. Or maybe were goofing off in class when that strategy <laughs> was taught. Yeah. Mine just came out of necessity from reading fantasy books because the fantasy authors tend mm-hmm. to make up really weird names and there's no logical way to know how to pronounce these names so you just give it a name and move on i did that a lot when i was reading comic books growing up because you know comic books you know i was nine ten years old re- reading these comic books that are written you know on like a seventh eighth grade level and a lot of times you just kind of use whatever strategy you can to get through it you have the picture support there to help you with context and a lot of times you just need to kind of get through it so you're not losing the meaning here and that's kind of what i did with the uh the hiccuping or the hiccoughing hiccoughing <laughs> winky and uh before winky passes out from too many butter beers winky nearly gives away some pertinent information about mr crouch saying that mr crouch has a very deep secret that winky has kept And we don't get to learn that secret, but you know it just has to have something to do with Mr. Crouch's antics lately. Of course, you know, because you've you've read this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. But the mystery surrounding Mr. Crouch, the empty chair at the World Cup, showing up on the Marauder's Map in in Snape's office that one night, being absent at the task judging. So we we get a kind of a tease of a a secret, and then we pass out. (laughs) So we don't really get that. But we know that there's something pretty important there. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, her mind confirmed that there are indeed secrets. Secret secrets are no fun. <laughs> secret <laughs> secrets, secrets hurt someone. someone. Next morning, Hermione starts getting inundated with hate mail. Oh, I ha- totally forgot about this. Like, Howlers completely. and ransom note like cut and paste letters <laughs> about what a horrible person she is. And yeah, this, it got dark. And this is all based on the Rita Skeeter article in Witch Weekly. Yes. So people around the Wizarding World have read this and they think that she's just a horrible person for leading on two boys. I think it was just mostly Harry because he's had enough trauma in his life. He's had enough, you know, bad things happen to him. If you don't love, you know, you should leave him alone. You shouldn't be toying with him. So most of the Wizarding World is kind of pro-Harry? Yes. Well, he did save them from everything. Okay. So, I mean, I know that that, like, in the upper wizarding, like, the upper upper levels of wizards, like uh, Cornelius Fudge and people like that, I mean, they're aware because they're very aware of the day-to-day, like, Voldemort drama over the years. But, like, the, the average wizard, apparently, is, is very aware and very pro-Harry Potter. Yes. Well, they all know. I mean, remember the very beginning of the first book? There's this big celebration. They're out in the streets praising Harry Potter, the baby who got rid of Voldemort. So it's just like he's a hero. They even said in the very beginning, there won't be anyone in our world that doesn't know his name. Well, even worse than just the hate mail and the rude things that are written and sent to Hermione, someone sends undiluted bobo tuber pus which gets all over hermione's hands and causes these painful awful boils to erupt on her so this is the equivalent of like sending anthrax through the mail remember like a few years ago when that was like the big thing that was way more than a few years ago but yeah was it was it way more than a few years oh god yes how long ago could that have been? That's a long time ago. How many? What do you think? Say I don't know. What, what, where were you at in school? I don't think I was in school. <laughs> sending anthrax through the mail was like a big thing. And there, people were sending it to like uh, lawmakers and le- uh, leaders and things like that. And it was, Jess is looking up, <laughs> when, was, when was anthrax in the mail a, a big, like the, the people's uh, person of the year? <laughs> well, anthrax was Time's person of the year in 1998. But that was like a federal crime because you were using the federal mail 
to send this poison with the express purpose of trying to hurt somebody? Do you have an answer? 2001. Okay, so 20 years ago? No longer than I thought. It's more than a few. Yeah, I was thinking like 10 years ago. It was a big deal. That's, that's how old I am. I'm losing track of time. So it was a big, it was a big deal. I like, if you got in trouble for that, you went to federal prison for many years. It wasn't just like a slap on the wrist kind of thing. So why are people in the wizarding world allowed to do this? Why isn't there some kind of criminal repercussions for sending hazardous, hazardous stuff through outposts? There might be. We don't know that there's not. I mean, do these owls have like return address labels on them? (laughs) Like on, like a little tag, like when they tag the owls in the wild to no. follow them, like with, a, with the Bluetooth tracker or something. No, 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 we we can't use any kind of technology like that. That's true. We'll talk about that in a second yeah. on why that doesn't work. Um, so if anybody could send something to you and you don't know who sent it unless they attach like a a letter to it. I mean, you could. I'm sure there's some sort of investigating you can do. Because whoever did this to her should. I'm not. I don't know if they should go to Azkaban, but maybe like a, like a, a lower level, like penitentiary for a little while. But it's also, I don't, I'm not saying it's okay, but it's also go. in the wizard world, just kind of a minor inconvenience because it's magic and they can just make you better. Not really, because her hands are still all bandaged up later on, so it's not just like a we can, you know, squeeze the pus out and. And all of a sudden, she's good to go. You could regrow bones overnight. I'm sure they're, they won't very last painful, very long. Though. It's a very painful process. Skelligro. This episode of Broomsticks Buttery brought to you by Skelligro. Skelligro for when your bones get all wobbly flobbly. <laughs> I just think that this is this is incredibly this is an incredibly horrific act that somebody. Like I mean, saying saying things to somebody, yeah, that that's terrible. But with the express in- intent of of hurting her, like what if it would have got on her face or something, or in her eyes, or I, I don't know. I just it 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 rubs me the wrong way. It yes. really does. That that this is just kind of the person who did it is just gonna kind of get away with it. But. uh Hermione misses an interesting Care of Magical Creatures class. You were very excited about this. I was this. very excited about this. And I wanted to ask you about this because we get to see something that I was not familiar with until the Fantastic Beast movies that came out a couple years ago. Now you're going to look up and say, those movies came out in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a few years ago, right? Yeah. As I record this in 2021. We get to see something... Like I said, that I was not even familiar existed in the Wizarding World until Fantastic Beast, until the Fantastic Beast movie, specifically the first one, in in which these characters became, or one in in particular became one of kind of the big breakout star mm-hmm. of the film, kind of like the BB-8 of yeah. their. Everybody loves the little character, you know, little side character. Kind of the Ewoks of their character, you know, the cute little character that we can sell toys with. And that being the shiny object loving Nifflers. Nifflers are adorable. They make an appearance in Care of Magical Creatures class. So are they not in the, the films, the Harry Potter films? Yeah. We skip so much. Like this is So this is so cool. much new stuff for you. So this is kinda cool, like first appearance of of the Nifflers. Mm-hmm. And like Winky, you didn't get to meet Winky at all at the beginning. There's a lot of things. Particularly the CGI stuff was, of course, the first to get cut. Mm-hmm. But there's a, just a lot of stuff that happens that gets switched around. And even, like, Dobby exists, but we've already noticed that they've cut him out. Mm-hmm. You know, with the gillyweed and stuff, all that, and going to visit him in the kitchens. It's and- like, we know we gotta, we have to have him in the film, but we know it's going to cost a lot of money to computer-generate him. So we're going to have him in there minimally. Yeah, where, wherever we can cut him out, we are going to cut him out. If we don't have to have a kitchen full of elves making snacks... <laughs> <laughs> that, that float around and... We're not going to. Yeah. So the Nifflers sh- uh, show up, which I think was, was pretty cool. I was really excited about that. Uh, it was a fun Care of Magical Creatures class. 
Uh, they Hermione got to, missed it. They got to use the Nifflers as like little treasure detectors to locate leprechaun gold that Hagrid had buried all throughout the grounds. And Ron wins. His Niffler found uh, the most leprechaun gold, which apparently disappears after a while. A few hours, yeah. Because I think Crab or Goyle was going to steal a whole bunch of it. And Hagrid knew that and said, well, you might as well not even steal it because it's going to disappear in a, in a little while anyway. And I need it for the next class. But Ron wins the game and gets a huge Honey Duke's chocolate as a reward. Okay, he's not very happy. No, and I didn't even put this in my notes because I didn't know if it was worth uh, talking about. But go ahead and why is well, Ron not happy? He's not happy because at the World Cup way back in the beginning. Remember the Quidditch World Cup? <laughs> He paid Harry with leprechaun gold because for some binoculars. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly remember how that played out, but Harry got binocular, two pairs of binoculars, and Ron paid him with the, the leprechaun gold. And he didn't know at the time that it would disappear in a few hours. And I was trying to think back to that. I'm like, well, but surely he had some like leftover Ron didn't give all of it to Harry. You think Ron had money left over? (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no way. It was just weird that he didn't know that it disappeared. And then I got a little annoyed later when he was sulking about it. And I got a a little, I was a little off put by that too. Like it's fine that he could sulk about it, but his solution was that he wanted a Niffler that would go and find him money. I'm like, but you know, it's stealing, right? Mm. It doesn't just, like, find gold that, you know what I mean? Maybe he was thinking of it like the old guy on the beach with, like, the metal detector. Yeah, okay, that'd (laughs) be fine. Like, you know, that's not really stealing. You're finding something that somebody left behind. But mostly. But mostly, yeah, the Niffler was totally just stealing stuff from people. (laughs) And he'd be like, okay, now I'm rich. I'm like, but that's not. not The Niffler's like, we're rich. (laughs) Somebody did all the work, and it wasn't you. So Ron gets all sulky about being poor and how, well, Harry, you never mentioned that the gold I paid you with disappeared. It must be nice to have so much money in the bank that you don't have to worry about money that you were paid with disappearing. But I just, come on, man. Like, I know that we all got our problems, and I know these are kids we're talking about here. But let's not pick on your best, let's not get on your best friend about him being a nice guy. (laughs) Yeah, Harry would have bought him the things no matter what. It, It just was like a way to get around Ron's pride. And and Harry said that he didn't even realize that the gold had disappeared, and it's probably true. Yeah, probably, there was a lot of stuff going on. He probably, yeah, he said, I was just worried about finding my wand because I lost it again. And if he lost his wand, then it would have made sense for him to think. And I was kind of wishing he would have thrown that line in. And oh, yeah, like, whoever well, stole my do, wand probably maybe stole my or, gold. Yeah, or if I dropped it, like they were saying, he dropped it, then it probably fell out of my pocket too. If I lost my wand, then surely I could lose a couple of coins. Yeah, like I said, I didn't even know if it was worth mentioning, but I'm glad you brought it up. I thought that was kind of a... An interesting. Ron just him and Hermione are going at it this this chapter yeah, like always. A everybody is getting a little cranky. Like everybody just needs to get a butter beer and just chill out. <laughs> so we're reading this, and or I was reading this. You already read it. I was reading it, and you know I noticed. Oh, he's getting a little cranky with Harry. He's getting a little cranky with Hermione, and I just kind of like jumped back to the beginning of the book. I was like, oh yeah, they don't talk to each other. This is the book where they're fighting. Like, it was still coming up. And I'm like, no, 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 wait. We're past that, though. We're past them not speaking to each other. But yeah, it just kind we of felt like we were going back towards mm-hmm. it. Like, we were building towards that again. And I had to remind myself that we were past it. it I mean, I guess you're never really... You always kind of keep things that happen in the periphery and... It doesn't take much to kind of set it off. You know, I've got, I use air quotes, friends that have done things that have really rubbed me the wrong way, but I'm a puff, I'm a puff, and I keep giving chance after chance after chance, but there's always that little itch in the side of your brain. Remember when that person did this or this or bailed on you this? And 
So maybe it doesn't take much for Ron to kind of and and he's and he's also a very uh, what's the word? My COVID brain can't think of words anymore. Insecure person. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take much for that to kind of flare up, too. So it, you know, that's just kind of the one of the ex- eccentricities of. Of Ron. Of Ron. Ronald Weasley. Ron gonna Ron. Am I right? <laughs> uh, we catch back up with Hermione, hands all bandaged up from the attempted scarring via owl post early on in the in the chapter, and the conversa- conversation continues about how Rita Skeeter is getting information at Hogwarts. Mad Eye Moody, who we know can see through invisibility cloaks, claims that he hasn't seen Rita, so. She wasn't under an invisibility cloak at the second task. And there's really no reason for me to bring up this part of the chapter. This is another part I, I kind of wonder where I, whether I should even put in the notes. But I wanted to bring it up, and it kind of goes back to something you said a couple minutes ago, where Harry mentions that maybe Hermione has been bugged, and Ron has no idea what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> So elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I really liked this part. I, I'm glad we're talking about it because oh, you're it welcome. kind of confirms what I've been saying all along. I think in one of the, I don't know if the last episode or the one before, but I know I've said it before that I couldn't remember if it was ever like confirmed in these books, but generally books like this. We were talking about the library and I wondered why they couldn't get like the, the internet. catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of searching through every book, you said there's got to be. There's, I think there's a reason why. Yeah, well, in most books, stories, whatever that have a setup like this, I'm referring mostly to Shadowhunters because that's the one that is really set in our world. That the rule is electronics cannot work where there's a concentration of magic it messes up their components, and it's pretty much confirmed here. Uh, Harry brings up the idea of being bugged, and he tries to explain to Ron that it's little microphones and recording devices that you are really small, and you place them around, and then you can hear people talking. First. Ron's just fascinated yeah. by this, too. He has He's no just, idea. He is but, definitely like, Arthur Weasley's kid. Yeah. <laughs> and Hermione is just like, she lets him talk for a few seconds because Ron wants to hear about it, but then she kind of cuts him off and is like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, yeah, but why this time? Listen, don't need to read. <laughs> Haven't you ever read Hogwarts A History? We don't need to. You've memorized the whole thing. But yeah, why in- would we read it when we could just ask you? Like, you're the index. <laughs> so she explains to them exactly the rule that I was just talking about, how there's such a concentration of magic at Hogwarts, and electronical devices, technology, would not work here. Yeah, Hermione mentions that muggle technology doesn't function at Hogwarts. I guess there's kind of like an EMP. (laughs) Uh, Magic is an EMP. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. I guess they'll never get that internet card catalog uh, in the library that would be ever so helpful when you're searching for one specific spell to do one specific thing in a book or in a library full of books, uh, some restricted and some not. Uh, it really kind of reminds me of the old days of going to the library and having to find answers to things, not just being able to ask Siri or Alexa. Alexa just lit up. Alexa, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk right now. Uh, getting close to Easter time at Hogwarts. Ooh. So as we record this in 2021, Christmas has just passed. Uh, Kwanzaa is going on currently. Yes. So happy Kwanzaa. Uh, to everybody that, that celebrates that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the uh, senators in Congress, believes that uh, Kwanzaa is a fake religion created by a madman. Uh, oh. Kwanzaa is not a religion, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, is not have, it does not have religious components. Uh, it is a celebration of African American history and culture. And uh, if uh, Miss uh, Representative or Senator Taylor Greene wants to talk more about it, uh, email me broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com and I'll send you the video that I made for my third graders <laughs> about what Kwanzaa is and why it's celebrated. But it is Easter time at Hogwarts and uh, getting close to Easter. And Mrs. Weasley sends Ron and Harry these large Easter eggs filled with toffee, Jess. 
But Hermione gets a little teeny tiny one. Yeah, we never really find out what's in hers. Like, is she afraid to open it? So, uh, what's up with that? <laughs> it's not really explained, but, but... but Hermione says, Does your mom read Witch Weekly? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, she likes the recipes! She likes the gossip, is what <laughs> she likes. She likes the scoop. She likes the hot goss. So, is... This this is kind of weird. So Mrs. Yeah. Weasley really thinks that Hermione is like, sh you know, stringing these boys along, particularly Harry. She really thinks that Hermione's doing that. Isn't Mrs. Weasley a little smarter than that? I would or think so. Or is she just so. So, so super protective of Harry? Why the small egg, Jess? I wonder more of if like if she's aware that moms know things that maybe Ron has some feelings there mm. and it's not just maybe she knows full well the her, the Harry thing's not real but what about the Victor thing and so I can be I can be nice to Hermione and give her something but smaller than the boys so she knows that I'm on to her <laughs> she knows that I'm watching here you go. I'm not going to forget I mean, about you, but I'm watching. Yeah. I mean, I still don't feel like it's in character no, with Miss Weasley. Totally not. Your mom wouldn't Kinda do it. Kind of funny, though. Your mom wouldn't do it. I'm trying to think. Would my mom do No, she I mean, it, it would still be the same size. It might not be as good a quality as the, the other ones. A little less toffee in the middle. A little less a little toffee in the middle. Yeah. But, or, you know, it was the one that looks a little wonky. The other ones might have like a little ten dollar gift card attached to it, and you might not get a gift card. Oh, your gift card must have fallen it's off. Or it's the one that got a little smashed on one side. Be a, there'd be a passive aggressive way of yes, <laughs> not not so blatant. The four champions. We're wrapping up this chapter uh, pretty quick here, uh, and then we'll talk about your New Year's resolution, Jessica. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be to read five thousand books. <laughs> uh, the four champions: Harry, Cedric, Victor, and Fleur meet Ludo Bagman in the middle of the Quidditch pitch. To discuss the third task in the tournament. And uh, what is that task? And it seems like it's not quite ready yet, right? Yeah, I was a little confused here. I was like, oh, okay, third task, here we go. And then he was like, eh, we need about a month. No, it's so. going to be a month. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just wanted to have you come out here and, you know, I know I'm a little I mean, early. And it says it's like, I guess it said the beginning of May. But, I mean, I just read May, and I'm like, oh, it's the end of the year. We got to get this third task done. Let's go. And then they're like, oh, we need another month before yeah. it's ready. And I was like, oh. So like, what is the task? It's a maze, Daniel. Mm, like a hedge on, maze. A hedge mage like on the, the Quidditch shiny. pitch. Which the boys weren't very happy about. Not happy they about like, messing with the pitch. What did man. you do? What did you do? We're never going to play Quidditch again. It's Quidditch that you play way up in right. the air. Well, it doesn't and matter. There could, be, there could be anything hedges. The, there could be anything on the ground. It wouldn't mess up the Quidditch pitch. Why no. are they so worried about this? I don't know. Boys are weird. Boys are weird. So it's... Just, it's uh, I think Ludo Bagman said that the Triwizard Cup is going to be in the middle of the maze. Mm -hmm. Harry and Cedric are going to get a little bit of a head start because they are currently tied for first place. And then Victor will go in and then Fleur will go in. And I guess the first person to touch the cup is the winner. The first gets the gets, gets full marks. Gets full marks. So I, Which is totally subjective. Could be a thousand. Could be ten. Could be a billion. So I suppose since Flora's in the back, if she touched it first and then like Harry or Cedric touched it right after her, they could still potentially win. But because Harry gets bonus points because he's Dumbledore's favorite. Now you all know I don't pick favorites, but Harry, he is my favorite. There you go. There Thank you. Go. you. You're welcome. You got that one pretty quick. Yeah, well, those the puff ones are here in the. Normally, when you're looking the for color. the things, you got Cheeto fingers. You got Cheeto well, dust all over your fingers. There's a lot of purple ones, which is the Harry Potter quotes, and then there's only four puff quotes that and are in are, gold. And those are in gold. And you're then welcome. Your other ones that are not Harry Potter related, just. What do you mean not Harry Potter related? What are you talking about? They're just other. Just play, what we got here. 
The, the miscellaneous category. The miscellaneous category is red, and there's like five of those. So those are pretty easy to find. It's the purple ones that there's a lot of. I have to find one. Oh, I'm sorry that I didn't make it easier for you. I'll try to. If you could color code like Hermione one color, Ron one color, or Harry one color. Uh, it's kind of a big ask, but I'll see what I can do. Uh, before the four champions go back to their respective quarters, but, uh, by the way, Victor pulls Harry aside. Yeah, I think I have a bro talk. And what is the bro talk regarding, Jessica? <laughs> so, regarding girls. Girls. Hermione. 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 What are you? Uh, what is your uh, relationship with Hermione? <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of like Dracula. I want to suck your blood. Harry's just like, dude, no, there's nothing. No, no, nothing. Yeah, he's kind of annoyed. It's like, I thought, dude, I thought you were cooler than that. Yeah. Like, you're kind, of, you're kind of just like everybody else falling into the hot goss. Like, that's just lies made up by Rita Skeeter. It's nothing, nothing. Well, she talked about you lots. <laughs> she talked a lot about you. <laughs> We're friends! Friends talk about each other, bro! And he was like, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, we cool. We cool. We cool. <laughs> Slap him on the arm. So, so that's He's over just, pretty... You, you fly good. <laughs> he goes, well, thank you! You fly good, too! Yeah, when you did the, the Ronsky faint, or... Yeah, and they were, they were like, they were like, growing out there. Yeah, they did. Until the namesake of our chapter comes into play. That being the madness of Mr. Crouch, because who should come shambling out of the forest but a very wary, very weathered Mr. Crouch? And uh, describe his appearance and what kind of he's doing. Apparently he's just a total mess. Like mm -hmm. Harry said that he looked like he walked all the way there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far it is, but it's a pretty long train ride. Um, so, looks like he walked all the way there. He's not moving around very well. He's kind of shambling. Probably got some blisters on mm. his fingers, or toes. He's like a bobo tuber pus. Yeah, no, just from, <laughs> just from walking. And he's talking to Weatherby, who he thinks is a tree. Or, the tree he thinks mm -hmm. is Weatherby. Yeah, that's what I'm he, trying to He say. thinks the tree is Weatherby, and Weatherby is Mercy. <laughs> we got a lot yeah. of uh, uh, degrees of separation here. So, yeah, he's telling Weatherby what to do, go get me this report, fill this out, make me some tea, do this, do that, do this, do that. But he's kind of going back and forth between thinking that he's going about his normal day, talking to Weatherby and fetching his tea and making plans to go to, like, some play or something like that. Yeah. Well, see, and rambling about, find Dumbledore, my son! <laughs> Voldemort stronger than ever! Bertha Jarkus is my fault! <laughs> Weatherby, fetch me some tea! See, I was really confused. He's a mess. Doesn't Percy start working for him at the beginning of the book? I mean, he was working for him, like, all the way back at the Quidditch Cup. Yeah, but that, that was, like, a new job for him, right? Because he was at school with the boys until then. Because I remember at the Quidditch Cup, they all go, like, sit around the tent. And uh, Weatherby, a.k.a. Percy, brings Mr. Crouch a, a cup of tea or coffee or something like that. And that's when the twins are there hearing Percy being called Weatherby. And they just, they're like me. They think it's hilarious. Yes. Well, see, that just made me confused, though, because Percy's only been working with him for this amount of time. But then he says that his wife and his son are going to join Mr. Fudge, they're going to play tonight, or going to the theater, or whatever. But his that was all had to have been before the Dark Lord stuff, because him and his son had the falling out, he went to Azkaban, da-da-da-da-da. So those, those things don't actually line up. I know he's rambling and he's mm -hmm. crazy, but it just kind of... It could just be, I mean, it could just be him pulling random things, memories from random points in time, from random years, you know, because he is a mess. You know, he is, his brain is totally uh, egg salad right now. <laughs> so it is not, he is not doing very well. 
And this is a part that kind of bugged me. Harry knows he has to go get help. He has to go get Dumbledore. Mr. Crouch in the middle of his making plans to go to plays and, and other ramblings about the Dark Lord said that he needs to talk to Dumbledore, get Dumbledore. And I know Victor Crumb is just a teenager. But he's supposed to be this big, tough jock, world-renowned athlete. And he doesn't really help Harry, like, hold Mr. Crouch down or help him up or anything like that. He doesn't want to get near Mr. Crouch. He's apprehensive about even staying with Mr. Crouch while Harry goes to find Dumbledore for help. Victor's kind of worthless here. He's kind of worthless in this scene. Yes, but like you said, he's like, I know you said he's like this big, tough jack, but he's also just like this little sheltered pro athlete. You know how, I don't know, I want to say, I can't say that they don't know how to tie their own shoes, but when you're this pampered athlete, you have people that do things you don't for often you. You get your hands dirty with. Yeah, or have to make decisions, or you just, or, this is where you need to be, you'll practice at this time, you have to do this, you have to do this, this is your schedule kind of for used the day. Karkaroff. You know, controlling the puppet strings. Yeah, and he's not like Harry or Ron or Hermione that have to deal with a tragedy every other week. Not like a self-motivated, proactive. I just don't think he's dude. ever had to deal with it. Like in his world, the adults are the ones that have it all together. Like, dude, can you just hold this crazy person for two minutes? And he's rightfully scared because he ends up getting attacked. I mean, well, maybe if he was a little less, you know, less, a little less apprehensive, he might have been ready for it. <laughs> but by the time Harry comes back with Dumbledore, because it took a little while because there was a little Issue side with quest with Snape <laughs> that we had to overcome. Uh, Mr. Crouch is long gone. Victor is laid out with some sort of pex. Hagrid shows up with a crossbow and a big dog. <laughs> Karkaroff shows up looking like Craven the Hunter from the Spider-Man book with a big... I just always imagine like the big furry like loincloth that he's always wearing. Uh, it's a mess, and business is finally starting to pick up in this book. Yeah, things are happening. Things are happening, and the third task coming up on top of that, and Easter. You know, there's going to be Easter egg hunts. Is there? Yeah, he did the task with the eggs. Well, they put gold in the Easter eggs and they used the nipplers to find them. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. So maybe Easter on top of everything else. Maybe the, the chocolate coins that are wrapped in the gold so they'll find them thinking they're gold and then you get to bring them. Yeah, those are called gelt. It's called gelt for all our uh, Jewish friends who celebrated Hanukkah in late November, early December this year. Mm -hmm. If uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to know about Hanukkah, I got a video for that too. Email me, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. But I think that's going to do it for this chapter. Uh, anything else? I know we talked about the Nifflers not being in the in the movie. Anything else kind of stand out? We well, didn't talk about Karkaroff going off on Dumbledore. I don't, I don't really want to talk about Karkaroff. He's just, he's up to something. <laughs> and, not, and he's saying that, oh, this has been... The, it's all set up. The, the all fix has been up. in from the beginning. And Dumbledore is like... How did he know? <laughs> <laughs> now, you all know I don't pick favorites, but Harry, he is my favorite. I love that. I love that. I love that sound effect. It never gets old. Uh, yeah, the fix, is, the fix has been in since Harry's first year at Hogwarts when we award, you know, bonus points for, you know, standing friendship up to your friends. And and <laughs> friendship and bravery. <laughs> And and uh, eating your eggs, clearing your plate, <laughs> and, not, and not throwing away any any extra food. Yeah, but Karkaroff is saying that, oh, now one of the judges has shown up, and now he's hexed my student, and Harry's not even supposed to be in here because he's underage, and you snuck, a, you snuck multiple Hogwarts students into this thing when it's supposed to be one from each school. Dumbledore, what are you up to? And Dumbledore's like, how did you know I was up to something? <laughs> No, that's not and, what he said. And I'm like, it's obvious you give extra points for no reason. That's not what he said. Well, that's the way I interpreted it. <sighs> okay. Anything else about chapter 28? No. All right. 
Uh, well, the next time you guys hear from us, if you listen to us each week, and thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing, uh, it'll be 2022, because we're recording this on December 29th, 2021. I don't think we're going to get another episode in before the new year. I don't have big plans on New Year's Eve. Uh, we're going to stay home and not get COVID. Yes. Unless we've gotten it already from <laughs> Christmas, Christmas uh-huh. escapades. Oh. <laughs> well done well done i wish there was like an applause thing on there i need to add that i would have given you that uh new year's resolution for 2021 oh. or 2022 i should say 2021 2022 first of all i hate this time of year yeah. because everybody says new year new me and then one week later they're just doing the same stupid stuff that they did the last year it is not a new new you. You are not going to change. <laughs> Set realistic expectations for yourself, people. And don't be a liar. Go ahead. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Don't be a liar. Don't be a liar. What's your, what's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> <laughs> and, are you, and we'll find out if you're going to lie about it. In two weeks on the next episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Um, well, I think you kind of called it. Uh, books. I'm... <laughs> but New Year's resolution is books. books. Um, no. So Anastasia and I do that uh, book review blog and uh, book cave. Book cave, yes, on WordPress. Uh, also, uh, got more followers on your book cave Facebook than we do at Boom Six Butterbeer. Yeah, we're pretty popular. We're pretty popular, Jess. You might want to check it out. Uh, the podcast does go up on it too. It's nice of you to to give the rub to the podcast, though. Use your your fame that you've accrued with the book cave, and to kind of pass it on to us here at Room well, Six and Butter. Whenever we do an, an episode, I post it onto our blog, and we appreciate. And I get that. likes on it, like people on the blog that follow the blog hit that they like that we have a new episode of Room Six and Butterbeer. Well, if you're here via book cave, welcome. Yeah. Um. Well, we do an end of the year wrap up and we talk about like our reading goals for the next year. Or, well, not really reading goals, but like our in- most anticipated books of 2022 for the next year. And I just don't have a lot of books that I haven't found a lot of books coming out next year that I'm excited about. There's a couple. So I think that my goal for next year is going to be like to go back and read a bunch of completed series that I didn't jump on when they first came out. So I think I'm going to set some kind of goal there to go back and hit a bunch of those old seri- older series that I didn't jump on before. We just got uh, the mail today came and it was an advertisement for I think Club Fitness or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, New Year's, New Year, New You, ready to get in shape? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of that. The first two weeks of 2022, the gyms will be very packed. Third week of 2022, you'll be able to see tumbleweeds floating across <laughs> the gym floor at these places. Uh, mine is gonna be related to broomsticks and butterbeer here. I think it's going to. I think we need to to try to set a goal for getting the ep- getting more episodes out. Yes, because you and I up. have kind of. Fallen into a a lull of maybe like an episode a month, and that was not really our goal at the beginning. Our goal was more like an episode every two weeks, mm-hmm. and I think that that is a a doable goal. Um, you know, I I enjoy reading the chapter. I enjoy recording with you. What's the part that I don't enjoy? The copious notes, the show prep. <laughs> but you know, it's that's something I think I can get better at and i think i can get more efficient at yeah i think if especially if you do it more regularly you know we're keeping up with the story in your head too Mm -hmm. such a long gap like sometimes you're like let's talk about last chapter and i'm like yeah yeah." that was four months ago explain to me what happened last chapter because i don't remember so that's that's gonna be my goal my goal is gonna be able to get at least two shows a month okay um if we could do more great, like a spring break or something like that, maybe we can get three out. But I'm going to say at least two a month, okay. two minimum. So um, I know we got a lot going on, and but I think we can do it. Yeah. So that's my uh, that's my goal pertaining to the Room 6 and Butterbeer. I don't want to make any other because I probably won't follow through on them. I was thinking that, like, that was a possibility, but since that involved 
both of us. I didn't want to. You don't want to drag me into your nonsense here? You have to do it now because I have declared it. Okay. Yeah, I think we can do it. So thanks, everybody, for sticking with us this year. If you're listening to this five years in the future, then the end of the year means nothing to you. But Well, they might be listening to it five years from now at the end of the year, though. That could be. That could be. But it's just, you know, the end of the year is kind of, there's that whole, you know, uh, internal and external feeling of renewal and and all this stuff. And like I said, some people take it a little too far. New year, new me. I was like, no, you're not really a new you. There's things you can improve on, but you can't say you're like a different person. Because you're always going to have, you know, certain traits that you can just improve on, but you can't. Don't stop lying. Just stop lying. But I think people, like you said, make realistic goals. People want to say, oh, new year, new me. And they want to change everything that's bad. And you can't do that. You can't keep up with Mm -hmm. it. It has to be little changes. Yeah, it it needs to be reachable. It needs to be attainable. It's just like when I'm, you know, teaching, when when I was teaching fourth grade and, you know, I was setting like little goals for the students. And they said, well, I want to go up 300 points on my Lexile reading level. I was like, don't set that goal because even if you go up 250 points, which is an incredible amount to go up, you're going to feel like like a loser because you didn't make this loft, you didn't reach this lofty, lofty goal that you set. You know, set an attainable goal. If you fall short of that, regroup. You know, figure out what you need to do to uh, to hit that goal next time, or reset your goal, adjust. Don't just give up. If you don't don't reach your goal, you know, I had I had kids that, um, you know, I didn't go up on my score. It's like, well, you got a 90 last time. You know, there's not when you're that good. There's not you can't set a goal that you're always going to go up because you might not go up. Yeah, it just depends on but the you're questions. still you're still um, you're still awesome at this. You know, you're still uh, very proficient. You're still advanced or whatever. So. You know, set attainable goals, I think, is something that, and I think that I've set an attainable goal for us. Mm-hmm. And if we fall short of it, then we don't just, we don't just give up and say, okay, well, I guess we're just, we'll just do the podcast whenever. We'll say, okay, well, what do we, what can we be more efficient at in other parts to make sure that we can get two shows a month minimum? Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that everybody can, you know, we talked last week about the, we kind of went off the side rails about, you know, life and quotes from the book that, you know, we can apply to our real lives. But, you know, the, the new year is always a time where people are feeling optimistic, even like the really, really bad year we had in 2020. When the new year came around, even though we were having New Year's Eve parties via Zoom or Skype, everybody was still, you know, uh, we were we had a new president come in and we got a new year coming and vaccines were coming. And, you know, there was, there was this or just feeling about a, a new year. That's you always think that it's kind of like a clean slate and we can. I think that year in particular, not that COVID was going to be over with or anything, but just the fact that we were done, we got through that, mm-hmm. you know, even it's like with the school year, we, we got to Christmas break. Mm-hmm. It was such a big deal just to get there. Mm-hmm. I know we still have months of school mm-hmm. left to get through this year. a little bit of year. a renewal, a little bit of a but recharge. Yeah, you yeah. have that little break and just that sense of accomplishment that you have gotten that far. You know that spring is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's... we're just starting winter here. But yes. Yeah, but you know, within the, you know, within the next 12 weeks, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have flowers blooming, which is pretty, it's kind of a good you know, feeling to, to know that that's coming here in the Midwest. So uh, set attainable goals for yourself. We'll try to do the same. And if you fall short of them, just regroup. You know, don't give up. Regroup and, and reassess and do, do what you can do to make it a make it an ongoing thing. It's not like a thing, well, I didn't make my goal two weeks into the new year. I'm a loser. No, that goal should be going on all year, even if you got to change the parameters of it. So uh, anything else about mm-hmm. the new year? No, I think we covered it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. Happy 2022. Uh, if we don't talk to you be, uh, before the ball drops in uh, Times Square, Kelly said she is going down to Times Square. She is going to be right in the middle of of the COVID. When? Unmasked. When did she say that? 
I don't remember that. Oh, she didn't say that? No. Oh, because that'd, that, that'd be stupid? She said she probably never would do it. Because <laughs> that'd be really stupid? Yes. And Kelly's really smart? Yes. And uh, pregnant. And very pregnant. So uh, shout out to Kelly in Manhattan, Anastasia in Connecticut, uh, Jennifer in California, Catherine in Chicago. Uh, anybody else? Lots of other people. Well, lots of other people, we, but we can't name them all. Like we, right we have now. to call like the the, the, the inner. Main c- crew. We got to call out the inner circle, or we're going to get in trouble. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for downloading, listening, subscribing, and spreading the word. Broomsticks at gmail dot com at broomsticks be on Twitter and Facebook as well. Until next time, I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we'll see you then. Bye.